Hey, hey, welcome to the Vagistine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and I have the founders, the amazing folks from Afrosexology, and today we are talking about masturbation and more specifically putting on a masturbation show. Hey, Delisha and Raffaella, how are you? Hi. Hey. <laughs> we so, did great. Thank yeah. you for having us on. You. I'm happy that you're on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm super excited to talk to you, one, because fangirling from the internet for a while, one, but two, also, I saw that you all were putting on, like, a... Um, like a talk around masturbation show. And so, I mean, there's a variety of topics that y'all teach on. But when I saw that, I was like, what? Let me, I gotta, <laughs> tell me more. Because I don't know if I know what that is or if I have the confidence to do that. So I must, I must talk to y'all about this. So, I mean, besides the plethora, the plethora of amazing work and your amazing Instagram with all your great visuals, I was like, okay, I need to find an excuse to get them on the show. So I am excited that you're here. So thanks so much for being on. So I'm going to start Raffaella. Who are you? What do you do? And tell us a little bit about Afrosexology and then we'll, we'll kick it to, we'll kick it to Delisha for the same. Okay, so my name is Raffaella. I am a sexuality educator and a clinical social worker. Hey. So I do that. Hey. <laughs> so I do that um, <laughs> in the world is full time. And let's see, a little bit about me. I love elephants. Beautiful. <laughs> To know, thank you for listening. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, Afrosexology was created um, in 2015 when Delisha and I were just having so many conversations about sex education that was kind of missing in our own community and reflecting on our own experiences growing up. Yeah. And so we were just like sitting around talking and. We were kind of waiting, like, you know, these are all the things that are missing. Why is it out there? What's going on? And we were just like, wait a minute, what are we waiting for? Why don't we just create yep. the thing that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. So yeah. sometimes you have to do that, right? If you wait, you wait long, you wait long. So we just jumped in there, made some, um, had some really great ideas about the the essential things that we wanted to talk about, which started with masturbation conversations. So, mm-hmm. right, so. Mm-hmm. And um, it just really blossomed from there. So our whole thing was just to really take it out there, challenge a lot of the stigmas, the um, negative conversations around sex and sexuality in the black community, and talk from a point of pleasure and exploration so that we can really start living our best lives, sexual lives in general, our relationships, our work lives, like everything that impacts us as an individual and as a society. We really thought that, you know, if we challenge these ideas around our body, then we could start, um, like, really owning and owning our happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. In ways. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit about Afrosexology. Beautiful. How about you, Delisha? Yeah, so I am also a sexuality educator. Um, I teach at a grad school. teach some students who want to be sex educators and sex therapists. All right, now. I write. <laughs> Um, I you write, better. and, um, yeah, that's mostly me. I'm very passionate about life <laughs> and my work, and so I love um, what Raquel and I have been able to birth together. Aphrodisiology is it's like a baby. I love it so much. No, um, I love it. That's great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I think Raquel has said it all. Like, it's just for us really – centering and creating space for people of color, predominantly black people, to talk about um, our pleasures and our joy. And I think so much of the conversation that we have around our black identity is around trauma Mm. and fear and surviving and oppression. And so we wanted to create a way where we could resist and reclaim through um, pleasure in our bodies and really asking ourselves what do we want and not being afraid to go after it. So it's lots of fun. 
the work that we do. I, I love creating healing spaces. I love creating spaces where people can laugh, can cry, um, can explore, can deepen their relationship to themselves and to one another, and can really just affirm our blackness. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all with the thesis. I love it. Yes. No, that's beautiful. I mean, the first time, I can't even remember the first time I um, I saw your page, but I was like, okay, artwork. Okay, all these things. Okay, these conversations. And I mean, it spoke to me because, yeah, same thing with Vagisteam. I kind of created this from something that I didn't see. So I felt like there that there was a lot of conversations around like... Um, around sex, but there was never any conversations around empowering oneself before you decided to engage in the act with someone else. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, that was kind of like where I was coming from. I was like, I see y'all like, this is great. But like, if you're not comfortable with yourself and you're only, you know, you're only putting all your focus on the, on the, the pleasure of your partner, but not, you know, trying to explore yourself, your needs, your wants, building your esteem and all of that, then, you know, what are we doing here? So I love creating spaces, you know, same thing, just creating um, something that you don't see or something that you want to add to the conversation. So I love that about y'all. So thank you for your work. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) All right, Delisha, let's start. your work and your energy. You, you. Y'all, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying. It's been a long day, but I mean, this, this is what I've been looking forward to. So I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, all right. So we have a topic here of, of masturbation and you know, you know, we, we, we call it a lot of things. We got flicking the bean. We got master debating. We got, we got a lot of stuff going on. And I think that what was so interesting when I saw your post from a few weeks ago about putting on a masturbation show was that I think for myself and my growth, masturbation wasn't something that like I was completely like comfortable with. And Mm -hmm. I'm still like exploring that aspect for myself. Um, And it was, I mean, it's been rooted in so many things, just like religious upbringing, kind of not talking about it, seeing it's something like, you know, you should have your partner please you, you shouldn't please yourself kind of, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. things. And so I, I th- I'm still like, this is still an area, like I think for, for many of us. And I think just there are different aspects of our sexuality that we're all still um, exploring. And for me, that's, that's one of them. And so I'm always, yeah. I'm always drawn to comfortable conversations around masturbation because I, I want to know how other people get there or how other people, um, you know, get to the point where they're having open and honest conversations about it. So before we go deeper, Delisha, tell us your definition of masturbation. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm constantly working on, like, expanding limited definitions that I've been given. Yes. So I'm, I guess... Today, I'm thinking about masturbation is um, just any time that I spend with myself being sexual. Mm. Um, and so I've been thinking of, like, my my sexual fantasies and giving space for that as me just uh, masturbating, especially as someone who identifies as a sapiosexual. Um, I've been thinking about playing with my body and my pleasure zone, mm-hmm. and sometimes it results in in this orgasm sometimes it's just me exploring new things about my body and just keeping up with how it's changing and discovering new things that I like so yeah I think any like solo sex and thinking of sex very broadly I think that is masturbation I like it how about you Rafaela um I'm definitely going to piggyback off (laughs) of that to just expand it more than just focus on um genitals because there's so many different body parts that we can explore that, you know, get left out doing partner sex or solo sex. So I think about, like, really paying attention to different sensations that feel good to your skin that may be, like, a certain part of your shoulder or, you know, your calf muscles, if that's your thing. And just really giving all of your body some attention and exploring what that means in um, a sexual experience. So definitely stimulation but it doesn't always have to be for release of sexual pleasure it can be for anything mm-hmm. it could be for inspiration motivation maybe you feel like you may need like a little extra energy if you know that's what um 
masturbation does for you. If you're tired and you know it's going to put you out, then you can do that as well. <laughs> um, so, like, there's so many different reasons why you can masturbate. So, you know, leave the definition up to you. But I really do think, like, exploring your body entirely can be can be considered um, part of masturbation. Definitely. So why, I mean, it's, it's clearly one of the topics that y'all and, you know, just hearing about you jumping into Afrosexology, just a lot around pleasure. Why do you think masturbation is important or part of a healthy practice around sexuality? Um, it's important because we are important. We have to put ourselves first. And there are so many instances and messages that we receive that says that someone else is more important to us, their pleasure, their mm-hmm. time, um, whatever the case is, we're always doing, doing, doing for others. And even when it comes to um, sexual experiences, a lot of times, especially if you're socialized as a woman, you're mm-hmm. taught that you're there for their play, for their experience, for their exploration, and we leave ourselves and get left behind so often. So, you know, I feel that when you masturbate and you Take that time for yourself. Not only are you saying, I'm important, I deserve the time and attention that I'm giving to myself, then you are more empowered to tell other people, listen, when we're together, this is what's important to me. This is what I enjoy. How I want to be stimulated. um, What really turns me on. And then you can really have um, an equitable like experience that everyone is going to enjoy and no one's going to leave feeling like they just gave, gave, and gave and didn't get anything in return. Definitely. How about you, Delisha? Yeah. Uh, this is like the topic that Rafael and I both talk about the most. I'm like, oh, we sound the same at this point. <laughs> um, so I think the only other element I would, I mean, um, masturbation has been really about reclaiming my power and my body and myself. Just like all the messages that I, I received being socialized as a woman, as that my sexuality was something to be ashamed of, that my sexuality was something to fear that my body wasn't mine to get to know and to please, that I had to leave all of that pleasure up to somebody else. Mm. Um, Whether it was um, my partner, whether it was, like, Cosmo's latest sex tips or whatever, like, it was never just, there's never this idea that I had, I had it within me. And so learning to masturbate, building a really, really beautiful relationship with my body when it comes to masturbation and sexual exploring has just been one of the most powerful things to know that, like, no, at my own fingertips, I am able to bring myself this amazing pleasure, this amazing power, and I don't have to depend and rely on anyone else. And it has just been really transformational in how I view my body, how I view sex, how I view um, sex with other people. Um, and just, like, really how I feel about myself. It's, it's, like the like you were saying, I think it's one of the foundational things that I wish I wish you were teaching in schools. Mm. I wish you were teaching women because a lot of times women are not told about masturbation. Um, we're not even told the actual um, our actual anatomy. Like how many of us actually were told what a clitoris was, mm-hmm. and the fact that your clitoris sole purpose is to bring you pleasure, and that it isn't a bean. It's like this whole thing, and like and that it just is this amazing thing there that brings you um, pleasure and can bring you orgasm and that so many women need to even experience an orgasm. And we're not even told about it. We're just told about the vagina um, and just left up to that. So I just think for me, like, masturbating has just been really challenging a lot of the limited and inaccurate information that I received about my body and about my sexuality. And it taught me to not fear myself and my my body and my power. Mm. So, it's yeah, it's been really transformational. So speaking of that, what made you so comfortable with it and with the topic? And how do you think we can become more comfortable with masturbation solo for now? Um, yeah, so I think like how you were saying earlier that there is such um, a spectrum when it comes to where people are in their masturbation. And so something that we do when we're doing our workshops on masturbation is that we have one that starts off with unpacking masturbation shame. And then we have masturbation show and the one that we just got done working on is mirror magic and so it's like how to like channel energy through your masturbation so it's like there's levels to this shit right I there's see. Like different you know things that we could do here um masturbation shame is so common i remember the first time we ever did a masturbation workshop we went and like went to all of our friends and got all these sex toys and we was ready to like talk about the tips and the tricks and pull out these toys and like really 
get it popping for people and we posted the event on Facebook and within like 24 hours we had like over 100 people RSVP and all of the comments were about shame and so we were like oh mm-hmm. we can't even talk about the toys and the pleasure and the techniques if people are still unpacking um or dealing with the shame and right. so we ended up changing our entire curriculum to address that and really just creating a space for people to um confront and challenge the things that we've been heard so I think one of the primary ways is thinking about the messages that you received about masturbation and thinking like what do I still hold on to what do I see as true that I want to challenge but what are the things that I want to let go of I think we carry around so many other people's sexual shame Mm -hmm. um, and just knowing that we can release it and that we don't have to carry that with us I don't have to carry around the sexual shame that my mom has I don't have to carry around the sexual shame that like um, my parents' pastor has. Like, I don't have to take on their messages and their narratives as my own. I can challenge those things. I can say that, like, I should be able to bring myself to orgasm, that I can um, experience pleasure for myself, that I can have sex with myself, and it doesn't mean that I'm desperate or lonely, that I'm not going to lose sensitivity in my clitoris if I <laughs> masturbate too much. Like, all of these things that we've been told, I'm not going to go blind, I'm not going to grow hair, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to become addicted. Just all of these things, like writing it out and saying, like, I am, I'm not carrying this stuff anymore. Um, and then I think take, building a practice for yourself that starts really slowly. I think a lot of us don't center solo time in our life mm. in general. Mm-hmm. We don't prioritize ourselves. And so when you're not prioritizing yourself, when you don't make time for you, it's really hard to feel like you can also make time for yourself to masturbate. And, and so for me, it meant, like, restructuring my day to thinking about how I can incorporate pleasure all throughout my day. Damn. Where it's not just like I'm turned off all day and then I have to come home and I think I'm going to masturbate. But like <laughs> I'm into scents right now and so I have a diffuser and I put on a different scent every morning while I sit in my room and journal and while I drink my tea. How do I listen to the music that I want to listen to? How do I say, tell my partner like I'm going to be here today because I need some alone time. I'm going to take myself to dinner. I'm mm. going to do these things. I'm going to go for a walk because I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of that stuff has really helped me to understand that like, I am important and I deserve to experience pleasure. And that has um, helped me to feel less guilty. Amen. Even when I am partnered or with my partner to say, like, I am I know you're here right now, but I'm going to masturbate. Like, I am choosing solo sex and that's okay because this is what I want to do. Yeah, so that's been some of the few ways that I've really worked on unpacking a lot of that shame. How about you, Ref? Okay, so... Delisha stole my answer. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, I think it's stuff like this, right? So having these conversations, when you grow up with a bunch of experiences and exposure that say, this is something that you don't talk about, or, you know, if you have, um, if you've had experience where maybe you were caught, or if you had a sibling, like especially people with penises, like little boys, who had their hands in their pants, or, like, you grow up knowing, like, they had little, what they call a little nut rag, mm-hmm. there's nothing said about it, or they had their private time if they put something on the door, but you don't hear about stories like that for people with vulvas mm-hmm. because it's something that you're not supposed to do. Um, and so then you get those messages, and you're exploring your body, and you're having these urges and sensations, and you have no idea who to go to because you don't want to get in trouble. And then when you start having these conversations, you sometimes you may get shamed by other people like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Or, you know, that's sinful if you grew up in a religious household. Mm-hmm. Or like Delisha said earlier, like you won't be able to enjoy sex with a partner or you'll go blind. All these different things that can happen where it's just like shutting you down and you stop listening to your body. So I think that's like a huge part. Um, it's to just continue having these conversations, challenging these messages, having, you know, um, this platform like you do on this podcast where so many people may not have had this idea before because of media, of society, of culture, and all those things. So definitely the first start is having the conversation. On an individual level, what can you do is, again, to, like, Challenge where you heard these messages from. So sometimes we think things and believe things and have no idea where it came from. And if we then we start to realize like that's not even something that I buy that I believe. So why am I putting so much energy into it? How is it affecting me so much when you know all the facts are pointing false? That is not true. So we have to really take the time to invest investigate ourselves, investigate our sources, figure out um, 
where these things are coming from, is to buy into it. And if not, how can we do more things to affirm our truth? Because when you do things like <clears throat> that say, okay, this is shameful, and you masturbate, then you may still feel shame. Like it's something that you're like, I know this feels good to me, but now I feel guilty during and afterwards. So you're really not even enjoying it to its full potential. So we have to get to the point where we are just truly challenging those messages um, with ourselves and, and just like really sitting in that so that we can have more pleasure and we can do things without feeling like we are doing something wrong. It's our body. We own it. We can do anything that we want to to it. And that goes on a, that's a huge spectrum, right, of power. And, um, yeah, we just have to get to that point because there are so many messages that say we don't own our body, that we're here for consumption, um, that we don't deserve to be loved or to love ourselves. So, yeah, we just have to challenge all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of it's kind of like all the things that you said. It's just getting, just making time for yourself. Like, I truly, truly, truly believe that just outside of outside of sex, outside of masturbation but I think you know being able to go on vacay by yourself sometimes taking those walks by yourself taking care of yourself being able to for something that I've been working on is being able to just like tune out and like put my cell phone down it's okay to put your cell phone down it's okay to not be completely connected I actually just like literally just like as of 1 a.m last night came from a solo trip to Florida like I needed to be in front of water I needed to be at the beach and I need to sit down and I think even having a partner that like you were saying that knows that and that you can communicate that with is important because even when I tried to invite my partner, he was like, I think you need this for yourself. So <laughs> bye. Um, and so having, not only knowing that for yourself, like I knew I started running like down, like, and so I know I needed this for myself. So I think being yeah. able to value ourselves, like you're saying, and I think maybe that's the hard part, especially when it comes to when it comes to sex, when it comes to masturbation, is how do you do that when you do have a partner? Because I think that contributes could contribute to some of the shame too. Like, what are you doing? This person is here. They should be here to pleasure you. Why would you do that on your own? And only like like some people say, only desperate people do that. Like, what are you doing? And so. I think that being able to climb out of this um, thought that your partner is here to do literally everything for you and anything for you, you're supposed to be your end-all be-all without even taking the time to think. And I think this is where I've evolved on masturbation. Like, it's about being able to know what I like, being able to know my angles, being able to just, like, be able to just sit and if I got an itch like right there and I want and I want yeah. that and say that my partner's not there, right. I can do that. It's my body. I can better communicate with my partner later on. I can better say to my partner, like, mm, you know what? That the butt stuff, I, I could do without that. I could do I could I could do without the butt <laughs> stuff. Or <laughs> you know, or like I like things that are closer to, you know, closer to my clit on this side or that side or whatever. And so I I like I said I think I'm constantly learning more and evolving on this um but I totally am I totally agree with you when it comes to being able to just simply just set some time aside for yourself and just even the I like how one of you said at the beginning you don't need to reach orgasm because I think that's Mm -hmm. also one of the reasons why we think like oh I just need to like get off but that sensual time, that feeling on your skin for me, sometimes I don't even have time to put lotion on my body because I don't wake up early enough in the morning. So like I'm on my way to work. I'm trying to get my stuff done. I'm trying to put the post up. I'm trying to like read the news for the day. I'm trying to listen to my podcast in the morning and like get my news filled for the day. And I don't even sit. And so sometimes that time to like do a body scrub, put lotion on, and even the sensual nature of like, touching your own skin and like looking at yourself Mm -hmm. in the mirror and like, um, like me, what I do, I look in the mirror and I'm like, girl, ow, that ass get, that, um, you know, so, you know, it's just, it's just even the, 
exploration of yourself to really truly look at yourself like right now I think I have grown woman titties like they have sagged a little bit but I appreciate it because I'm able to (laughs) sit sometimes and just look at myself and be in awe of myself and so I definitely Mm. definitely feel you on those points in making time for yourself all of that yes (laughs) so we talked about the solo now let's get let's get down to to, to the, the topic I've never, I, I've never heard of before. This masturbation show, y'all. What? What is that? What are we doing? How do we do that? Um, and we just came off of talking about introducing things to partners. How? What? Y'all, I need, I need a top to bottom. What is going on here? So... <laughs> So, Raphael, I'll start with Ooh, you. <laughs> Raphael, what's a masturbation okay. show? What am I doing here? How am I introducing it? Like, what mm-hmm, what tools mm-hmm. what tools do I need? Like, what, what what's happening here? You know what? <laughs> Whatever you want to happen is what's happening. Okay? <laughs> um. So, <laughs> so for the masturbation show, it is. You know, uh, a nice little, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a word, I don't even know. Anyway, basically, what you're going to do, all right, is you're going to enjoy yourself. Yes. And you'll have an audience. I'm so sorry, you have a, simply, you have a what? And, <laughs> oh. and there are a variety of things that you can do. So the whole idea, though, is for you to take your masturbation, your solo sex, just up a notch or two or three <laughs> and um <laughs> and and invite your partner or your lover or whoever to enjoy that with you because like you were just saying there's so many things where it's just like well why would you do that your partner's right there um they can help you out with that or sometimes it's something that you only do in secret. Like, you may not want your partner to know that you're doing it. Or you may be concerned about, you know, the facial expressions that you may make. And, you know, if you're having a sexual experience and you are enjoying yourself and say your partner is not engaged in that, maybe you may be concerned about some body image things that mm. come up mm. when your partner has all eyes on you and they're not part of that. So there are a lot of reasons why people want to keep that um not necessarily secret, but just private, because we are raised as it being a private act. So um, with this, is just like, you know, to just have some fun, sexy time, explore, and use this as both a pleasurable experience, but also a learning opportunity, because you can show your partner the different things that feel good to you. Like I said earlier, it may not all be about genital stimulation. It could be, you know, I like it when my neck is caressed. I like to use this feather to, you know, drape across my body. Um, these are the types of lubes or oils that I like to use. So, like, during this time, your partner can be soaking all of this in. If they can concentrate, you know, some, they may be a little turned on. They may not be paying attention to all of that. <laughs> but definitely it is a time. <laughs> it is a time where both of you can um, share and explore. So, simply, that's, that's what it is. You're masturbating in front of someone. But it can get as involved or hands-off that, as you want it to be. So, you know, um, we do go through different little scenarios to start people off if they're having a hard time coming up with some ideas. So we can talk about that as well. But, yeah, so the first step would be to get comfortable okay. and figure out what you need to get comfortable. I'm there with you. I'm okay. taking notes. I'm right here. Blushing, okay. but I'm <laughs> right here. I, whoo, 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 this is hard. I, I'm listening. I'm listening. So. You have to get comfortable getting in the mood. So all the things that you may do when you're getting ready to enjoy yourself without bringing a partner in, it could be something that you do um, just to relax, like take a bath, um, lie around on the couch doing nothing, listening to some sexy music, maybe um, getting out something comfortable to wear. If you have like sweet clothes, lingerie, robe, or whatever the case is. So just feeling good, feeling confident. Uh, maybe do a little mini twerk session in the mirror to just really <laughs> take in your body and love all the curves and crevices yes. that there are. So, like, just do everything that you need to do to feel good, feel comfortable, and be motivated to go put on this show and get your standing ovation, okay? So that's what you need to do. <laughs> okay, all right. I got I got my rope. You know what? No, I'll, 
I don't have no robe. There's a, I, I have a bra. I have a bra and panty set. I could do, okay, I could do this. I'm there. Okay. I'm there. Right. I couldn't even do, I couldn't even do the cater to you dance when a Destiny's Child came out with it, but now you want me to, okay, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm brave. It's 2018 though. It's 2018. I'm, I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> Yes, yes, because, you know, we're not getting into the whole dancing scene. We're not, you don't have to, you, if you want to take it up, like, to level five, you do that. But <laughs> right now, <laughs> we're just taking it really slow, okay, taking it really easy um, and starting off with those things. And some people may opt to, maybe they want to go out and buy something. Maybe they want to get a new toy so that they can use and explore um, what that's going to be like with their partner there. Maybe you want to go out and get a robe. I don't know. <laughs> so just, again, figure out what you need. You don't have to buy anything. You can definitely use things that are already in the house um, for that. So, yes, that's one. Yeah, so then now that you have yourself prepared and ready and comfortable and excited, what do you want to do for the space that you're going to be in? So do you want to dim the lights, light some candles? Um, do you want to have a mirror present to just add like a little extra spiciness so that you can look at yourself, pleasuring yourself, and maybe your partner is looking at you? Um, are you going to keep music on, some sexy music or whatever the case is? Maybe you're going to have like a camera so you can watch it later. I don't know. Get creative. But it's all about setting the scene, setting the mood and the ambiance of the space so that it's inviting, um, and that it just feels like a place that you want to be in. So get all of that ready for you. All right, yeah. all right. Cool, cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's tough over here, but I'm, and, I'm with it. <laughs> and, okay, so once you have your scene ready, okay, you have all your props and your tools and everything. So, again, that includes not only the things that you're going to be wearing, um, any scents, candles, things like that, but also it's going to be your toys and your lubes different things that you can use in your body, like I mentioned, um, feathers, or if you want to um, add a little more kink and spice to it, you can maybe get, like, some rope or ties or something like that if you want to tie yourself up or do a little blindfold. So, you know, if you are limited on your resources, you can be very creative in your house. You can use a long scarf. You not throwing out some ideas. Because uh, I think sometimes we do hold ourselves back because we feel like we need all of these fancy um, things that we see that's like $150 for this type of vibrator. Well, there's some really good toys out there that mm -hmm. are really cost-effective mm -hmm. that we can start with. So, yeah, so get all your tools together for your, um, your scenario. And the next thing I would say, and this kind of goes back to earlier when I was just talking about, like, just listening to your body, exploring all of your body, is to add that to your experience as well for your partner because, again, they'll see the things that turn you on and get you excited. So um, I know Delisha likes to talk about how <laughs> some people experience nipple gasms, right? So mm -hmm. people feel a lot of sensation from their nipples being um, suckled, pressed, touched, twisted, whatever the case is. But you don't have to, again, rely on someone else to do that. You can stimulate yourself and touch on those areas. So this is a great time to just get all of that going, figuring out what pressure intensity is good for you, and really showing off your skills for your partner. One thing that I think is really fun, too, is you can be really creative about how you want to do this with your partner. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, all right, Jay, I'm on the bed, come watch me. You know, mm -hmm. you can set up like um, maybe they don't even know that this is happening and they walk in on you while you're pleasuring yourself. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> <laughs> or maybe <laughs> or maybe, you know, um, say your partner is watching TV or something in your room and you just start moaning really loudly or you just tell them like, Hey, hurry up, come check this out or, you know, you need to come look at this or something like that and then just walk in like, Oh shit, what? Okay, this is what we're doing at seven o'clock. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, but now I'm excited. So, um, yeah, so it can be like, you know, you can add like a little role play into a fixture and just spice it up a little bit. So, right. yeah, and I think that is about it. So, yeah, let's get your space ready. Well, get yourself ready. Get your body, mind ready. Get your space ready. Figure out all the things that are going to help you enhance your experience, explore your body, and then talk to your partner about how they are going to participate in this. Like, are they going to be allowed to touch you? 
are you going to tie them up so they can just be aroused and know, like, dang, I can't even get to them right now. I'm so turned on. And just figure out, like, what everyone's role is going to be. So I think that is pretty good, thorough, step-by-step guide on how to go on a masturbation show. Boy, that was... Anything you want to add? That was thorough. We have a a worksheet on our website for the masturbation show that kind of walks you through the steps. That can be helpful. Um, But, yeah, that was a really detailed explanation. Um, I think just making sure that you are clear of how you want your partner to participate if you want them to be able to touch you, to masturbate themselves, or to watch you. I think for people who are exploring, who identify as kinky, like, there's a fun element of, like, you want someone to be, like, like, peeking at you and, like, watching you, but you don't see them. Like, so are they supposed to be hidden, but you just know they're watching you? Do you want um, to be, like, does your partner enjoy being a boy or do they enjoy watching sexual acts like and making sure that like you incorporate all of those elements to of people's identities. But I think it could be super fun. I think, um, so you asked, how do you bring this up to your partner? Yeah. I think like, like you were saying earlier, when we we're talking about masturbation, especially like maintaining your masturbation practice when you are partnered, it takes a lot of communication. So there's times when my partner and I, Someone's going to say, like, hey, I'm going to go in the room and masturbate, so, like, don't come in for, like, the next 30 minutes. Or someone's going to say, like, hey, I'm about to go in and masturbate. If you want to join, you can come, whatever. Do you want to help me pick out a porn? Whatever. So, like, that kind of open conversation about, like, establishing that we both value our masturbation practice, that we can do it together sometimes, that we could have the space to do it individually, also opens up the space to say, like, I want to put on a masturbation show for you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you comfortable with? Um, but it, it does take a lot of communication <laughs> about like talking about sex. Y'all, how did you become so? so yeah. How did y'all? Whew, I got more questions now. So, okay. How did y'all? So, I have more questions, but I have a couple of questions that are coming in through Instagram. So, I'm going to keep my questions limited. But, okay. How, how did y'all become so damn comfortable with this? <laughs> because it's like, I ain't never heard of that before. Like, I really, I ain't never heard of that before. Like, how? How did y'all get to this <laughs> to this level where you were like, listen, hey, one, I know this is what the world needs, number one. And then how did you know, like, how did you know this is what the world needs? But then how did you become so comfortable with it yourself that then you were like, you know what? I'm going to tell the world this. <laughs> I didn't even know if I thought about it in such a formula way. See, that's why why I'm the host. That's why I'm over here on this end. (laughs) I will say for me, um, mutual masturbation, so just me and my partner masturbating together at the same time, maybe like we're both focusing on ourselves and we're focusing on one another or we're helping each other, whatever. Um, To start it, First, out of, like, us being really too tired to just have, like, fun, <laughs> so it was, like, masturbation was, like, a quicker way, and then it also ended up being really awesome because we were learning so much about each other, um, and so I think that, starting there for me, I was like, well, now I'm going to do this for you because I'm also trying to show you what I like, but also I'm really into role play, and so all the different scenarios and fantasies that you could put into this situation, mm. which is a really interesting, fun thing for me. But yeah, I would say like my masturbating with my partner started out of me being probably lazier <laughs> when it came to sex a couple of times. And then realizing how much I loved it. Um, and then just being curious to take it up a notch. I think Rafael and I both try to, like, we, we want our work. So for me, the focus of our work, I'm always thinking about what did I need 10 years ago and what do I want 10 years from now? And so, um, mm. As we're growing, as we're getting deeper in our sexuality practice, as we're learning and exploring things, we're trying to, like, build community around it. So we're trying to, like, get it out to the world. So, like, the workshop that we just built around um, masturbation and mirror magic and, like, self-love and all of that stuff stems out of, you know, Raphael's, like, practice with affirming yourself in the mirror and like me and my practice when it comes to more like spiritual sex stuff now which is not where I was like two years ago 
three years ago, five mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. And so right. as we're growing, it's just constantly, it's like, well, this is exciting to us. I wonder if other people will find this exciting, just putting it out there and just seeing what happens. I think for me, it was more so of, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, you know, when you're not really in the mood or you're tired and then your partner is like, okay, fine, I got this. And then you're like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me see what you got going on. What's going on over here? <laughs> and just like wow this is this is like really arousing I'm just turned on by it and then just going from there and exploring what more of that looks like um and just being more intentional behind it so for me that's kind of where it started mm-hmm. um but yeah like Julissa you said that you said that so that's all I have to add <laughs> oh no this is I'm mind blown but <laughs> But I have a couple listener questions. Are you in the mood to answer them? Let's do it. All right. Definitely. Cool, cool, cool. So I have a question, and this one comes from, I am going to give this person an alias. I'm going to say this comes from Rita. The question is, is there any one side that makes it easier to orgasm than the other on the vulva? Uh, Let me say something about uh, the science that comes from these penis body individuals <laughs> about our vulva. Um, Come on, break it down. A lot, of it is, a lot of it is accurate. Like the fact that like in medical books, they don't even list the clitoris on the vulva. Come on now. Um, Preach. The fact that they call the labia, they call the lips labia minor and labia major when majority of people's labias are like shaped differently. So sometimes what should be, what we think of as the menorah is actually um, protruding outward and now we internalize that like there's something wrong with our vulva and it looks wrong because shouldn't these lips be smaller than these lips so like the, the way the thing has been constructed and the way that um people with penises tend to look at the vulva as this like mysterious thing that they can't figure out and they don't know what to call it and it's constantly moving a lot of it ends up to me being ridiculous and so i think there are there are 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris. The clitoris is shaped like a wishbone, so it's not just the button. It goes all, like... All the way around. shape. Yep. All the way around. And so, as a nerve... Like, as a nerve ending with different nerve pathways, the side that you use the most is going to be the one that's going to, like, bring you the most pleasure. And which is why it's important to switch up your masturbation because your body will actually learn that this one path... Um, that this one path works best. So I can imagine that if most people are right-handed, that they're probably putting pressure on their left side mm. um, of the vulva, which is probably where, why most people are finding that part more pleasurable. Because once you get used to a practice, your body like recognizes it and makes that pathway stronger. But if you switch up how you masturbate, you switch up the position, the pressure, the technique, all of it will bring you pleasure. And there, it doesn't have to just be on one side. Yeah, I mean, same. I think I think that you're right. I didn't think about the placement of the hands because for me, I like to touch everything. However, um, <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think that I think that there's just still a lot of mystery when it comes yeah. when it comes to you know vulvas, vaginas, and clitorises. I do think that um, I do think that yeah, there's there's a lot of mystery and misconceptions, and I think just bringing mm-hmm. back to something that you said way 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 earlier in the episode is it's always abnormal or it seems abnormal when folks with vaginas masturbate, whereas the same kind of scrutiny mm-hmm. isn't isn't placed on 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 yeah. people with penises so much so much so that I think folks are like whenever I do whenever I'm teaching like an elementary or middle school class and uh, I talk about what comes up in anatomy typically in anatomy is when I bring up masturbation and parents mm-hmm. are like wait pause pause <laughs> wait a minute right <laughs> they didn't put that in the hand. right they're like what why would you why would you talk about this and I'm like well well, one, you need to know to not shame your child, but two, like, this is something yeah. natural, normal, some, and, you know, typically yeah. I say, like, you know, <laughs> some folks choose to do it, some folks don't choose to do it, but it is developmentally, you know, mm-hmm. developmentally appropriate from birth on up for folks to, yeah. for folks to masturbate, and it always, yeah. like, just gives, I mean, I understand, like, their parents, you know, parents are making sure that there's, like, you know, not, quote, too much masturbation going on or 
you know, whatever. And they get scared where, you know, I try and steer them towards like, hey, the bigger thing is you don't, you want to teach them about private and public places of where to do it. And like, you know, making sure you're not tapping their hands. And so I think a lot of this, which is why I just think talking to you is just so important. And I'm so honored again, um, is because like, we're just not talking about it at all and or we're just scared and or you know we just don't know we just don't know we just don't know what to do with that with that energy sometimes and um and uh, like a lot of us just are I think sometimes we're afraid which is why I mean that just seems just like means the world to me because folks aren't Mm -hmm. seeing that those parts and so when you like actually show them it's like oh oh all right I think I, I think I know where all that stuff is. I think I could figure this out. So, yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. you're right. There is a lot of um, a lot of misconceptions that come. I think there's this idea that like, that just like the vulva, this mysterious piece of machinery. Like, there's all like like that. There's this puzzle to crack about how to bring up pleasure and all of these things that I I really reject. Like, I reject the concept of foreplay because I think. A lot of that stuff is just things that women, people with vulvas bodies, like, want to mm. be aroused and that we ask for and that mm. we don't get because mm. sex is so centered on, like, penis and vagina mm. and penetration. Um, and I think, look, I know that, like, if I want to masturbate, I can, I can stretch out my masturbation session to be an hour. I can also do it in five minutes. Like, this is not something that is, like, <laughs> this mysterious thing to figure out. Like, I can get aroused and go from arousal to orgasm in less than five minutes if I want to. I think a lot of times people aren't listening to what we want, and we don't spend the time to get to learn what we want, and so we're soaking in all the other information by these people who were, like, trying to crack this code that isn't a code to be cracked. It's just, like, listen to the people that have the body parts and ask them how they want to be pleased and give them space to explore how they want to be pleased without shaming them, and then you will know. And then it won't matter if it's the left or the right or the up or this much pressure or, like, at this speed. Um, Yes, it's not as, I mean, like, there are certain things, like, porn definitely skews it to where it's, like, please don't go at the clip, like, it's, like, a CD you're trying to scratch, you know? (laughs) Like, there's certain things like that to where it's, like, please don't do that unless somebody's asking you for it. Right. But overall, I think this idea that, like, we just have to break down all these different barriers to, like, understand the female orgasm. I'm, like, it's not, people just don't listen to us when we speak and don't, like, trust us when we're telling people about our bodies. Right. Right, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. I ain't got nothing to add right there. You right. You right. <laughs> um, basically, Delisha touched on it, but I did want to just call attention to the frustration that a lot of people do have because um, we are told to leave ourselves alone so often. So when people do, like, there could be someone who's listening to this and like, oh, my God, like, my face, I need to get into that. And then they go to try to explore their body and they're really frustrated because they don't know what they like. It doesn't feel good to them. Mm-hmm. They feel bored. And it's just like, oh, this is this is dumb. Why do I even try to do this? So I think it's really something that you know, I'm glad that it came up. And so people can recognize this is why, because you haven't had opportunity to explore in this way. So it's not necessarily like, oh, this is something that doesn't work for you. Right. That could be something, you know, not everyone enjoys it. We do know that everyone um has a different level of arousal yeah. or interest in sexual pleasure and things like that. So that is valid. But, you know, when you get so many messages saying, like, no, don't do that, um, this is pointless without a partner, then you really have to take the time to investigate where those are coming from so that we can take more time to explore with um, fingers, toys, you know, all types of things that bring um, pleasure to our bodies. Definitely. I think the second question comes from Shar. What is around, I think we answered a lot of these questions, but I'll hone in. So Shar's question is around getting started with masturbation. How can we guide young and old into self-pleasure that works for them? What are the initial ways to start? Get comfortable with your body and find a way to self-pleasure that is yours. Um, also different forms of masturbation, hand toys, etc. Um, so I think you answered a lot of that when we were talking about mm-hmm. the um, putting on putting on the show and just even talking about <clears throat> masturbation solo. But I will hone in on the the old part. I I feel like I constantly get questions around um, some of my seasoned folks who um, 
who are experiencing like arthritis or not experiencing like vaginal lubrication, self-lubrication and just like that discomfort with, um, you know, with just becoming comfortable. And I think this applies to anybody, but just like having comfort in your aging body and still making, still feeling up to, to this act. So do you have any tips on that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Delisha. (laughs) Oh no, Raffaella, I just went. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Raffaella, I'm so sorry, Raffaella. No problem. Um, you know, I think one thing, and I, we touched on this earlier when we first started, but really getting back to prioritizing ourselves yeah. and our pleasure and doing things that, that feel good because if we're not in the habit of doing that, then it's going to be hard to, you know, get yourself in the mood to say, um, I'm going to pleasure myself. I'm going to take this time for myself. If you are really busy, if you feel guilty for just taking away for an hour because you have dinner to cook, you have bills to pay, you have all these things to do. Yeah. So I think it's really essential to to um, emphasize the importance of finding pleasure in all facets of your life and claiming it because it is yours. Life is so crazy, and we just can't continue to um, allow all these things to invade our headspaces where it really starts to... Um, like hurt us in in all ways. So I think that's the first thing is to find out, figure out what feels good to you. What is that going to look like for you to claim and make sure that you put it into your life as much as often? And how can you translate that same power and energy into your sexual experiences? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, was there a second part to that question? No. Nah. I think I, I just mentioned like be just becoming comfortable in your aging body, but I think you covered it in the, mm-hmm. you know, just, just making, just doing it and finding ways that yeah. make, and, that and make not you to comfortable. Be, and not to feel bad if you need a little assistance. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, everyone at all ages um, should be using like lubrication, right? It's yeah. an amazing tool. It can decrease a lot of painful interactions. It feels good to the touch, especially if like, you're using your fingers or toys. You can use that um, during your experience. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. I remember in the movie, oh, what is it, Superbad? There's a scene where like the whole premise of the movie is like these two guys are trying to get late, right? <laughs> so they're going to get this beer. They're trying to get the beer because they're underage. And one of the other guys, like, pulls out, like, lube from his pocket. And the other guy grabs out his hand and throws it into the sky. Like, these are young teenage women. We don't need lube. That's for old people. Mm. And I was just like, there's so many people who mm. are in their 20s who will do experience vaginitis because it happens for a variety of reasons. It's not just going menopause and that's when it happens. There right. are a lot of things where you're, you may not be fully aroused and you're engaging in something and you're not giving your body the time. It could be something related to other health factors, um, diet, stress. All these different things can impact the way that our body responds. So right. it's okay to reach out and say, let me use some of this right. um, in the meantime until I'm more aroused. So if you need that, it's fine. Go ahead and grab it. You know what works for you. And if you are going through different stages, well, your body's going through different stages because of age, um, just recognize how is it impacting you? What is changing? If you have arthritis, if you have knee issues, what type of support do you need? Do you need to put a pillow under um, your back or on your butt to help you um, reach certain places or to increase ease of penetration of toys or a person or whatever the case is. So just really recognize that our body changes and it's beautiful and it's okay. And you can still have a very fulfilling and pleasurable sex life. If, mm-hmm. that's, what you, if that's what you want, it's possible. Yes. Y'all, I held you. I held you. I held you. And I'm so, ah, I want to keep talking, but <laughs> we are at we are at the end. So I got a couple more questions for you. I just want to know mm-hmm. where can listeners find you? Do you have any upcoming events and how can we support your work? Um yeah, so so okay. <laughs> we always do this. Yeah. <clears throat> uh we are all over the internet. Yes. Sexology. Um, Afrosexology.com is our website. Afrosexology at Gmail is our email. Um, Afrosexology on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is the best way to keep up with us. We post um, between those three social media platforms. We are posting every day, and 
our Facebook and our website are the best way to keep up with our upcoming workshops because that's where we post most of them. Right now, the things that we're a part of that's coming up is Don Sarah's Explore More uh, Summit, which is an online conference, and it's free and accessible to everybody, and it's featuring so many, many amazing people who will be speaking about pleasure and playing in different aspects of our lives. And so we're on there talking about playing and sex. Um, yes. And Amy Jo Goddard has an online conference coming up that is called Sex Leadership and Power. And um, I'm on there talking about sex and race and power. Mm. That's also a free online conference. And so that stuff will be up on our social media soon. And I think you can find Don Sarah's stuff on our Twitter page right now and on our Instagram um, link. Um, yeah, and most of the other workshops we have upcoming, I don't know, you know, we're constantly moving. So it's kind of hard to keep track. We're doing something with parents and uh, middle schoolers this week. Love. So that'll be fun, but that's <laughs> a private workshop. <laughs> you can stay up to date mostly on our social media about the things that are public and open to people. Yay. Awesome. So my last question for both of you is how do you, how do you build your vagisteme? So I created vagisteme in like 2014 and I basically coined the term to mean that I, I believe that when one builds the esteem and confidence of their vagina and vulva, that this will lead to a healthy and satisfying sex life. So, yeah. how do you build mm-hmm. your majesty? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like the answer that's, that is coming to me immediately is that, like, I truly try to listen to my vulva all the time. Um, not only during sex, but I, I try to listen to her about the things that arouses her all throughout the life. Mm. Um and trying to incorporate those things more into my life. And then also, you know, when I get a reaction that I don't like something, just speaking up and voicing it. Because I think for me, the way I was raised, so much of my sexuality was, like, ignoring those Mm. red flags that Mm. I had. Like, oh, you don't want this person to touch you, and you don't know why you have a weird feeling, but you're supposed to because they're your uncle. Right. Um, And so just, like, really listening and being able to say, like, no, I don't want to do this right now. No, I don't like this. This doesn't feel good which is still really, really hard. Like, I am constantly unpacking internalized sexism. Mm. Um, and so this is a lifelong journey. But, yeah, I think just, like, listening to her and, like, letting her lead way more. And yeah. so it might be called a gut reaction. I'm calling in my vulva, telling me what I want in life. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think affirming her is just, like, has really made me feel a lot more centered and powerful. All right, Raffaella, how do you build your vagisteme? Okay, this is a this is a good question. Um, right, <laughs> I do wish I mentioned this a little earlier, but <clears throat> I am working on just self love, you know. Yes, and really, really just listening, paying attention to what I want and what feels good. Um, having hard conversations sometimes that it would be a lot easier to just walk away, ghost somebody, but, you know, just stepping into it because, you know, that's what feels like the right thing to do to make sure that not only am I being heard and understood, but I'm also giving someone else the opportunity to do the same. Mm-hmm. So I think that when that comes into, like, my special experiences with myself and with other people, that that just means like honoring what I am looking for, what feels good, because I do have experiences where I felt like power was taken from me, um, like my voice wasn't heard, like my preferences weren't honored, where there was a lack of communication on both parts, but also like a hesitant to stand up and have those hard conversations. So like really learning from some um, early experiences to Make sure that I minimize those as much as possible, hopefully with the goal of increasing them all together. But for me, it's just really like building your voice and owning it 
and also leaning on your homies, your friends for support when you need it because it is a tough world out there and we can't do it alone. So knowing who um, who my support system is to build up from, and especially when it deals with sex and sexuality, sometimes it's hard to have those conversations with people because everyone's in a different space. So I'm so truly, truly lucky to have um, my friend and business partner, Tisha, and to have my other friends, mm. um, to just really be open and honest with me and being there to listen because it it is hard sometimes to just I can imagine like having nobody on my team, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge part, and that goes with like being open again to having these conversations. And I'm lucky again for for my friends to be down to have these conversations and yes. reaching out and um, wanting to know more <laughs> and supporting us and yeah. So I think that's what it looks like is just building around myself in all facets and then just reaching out to others when needed. Just being honest about that. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Y'all, this is so great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for sharing all your insights. Thank you for taking the time and even the overtime to, to chat with me and chat with everyone listening. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you. This was so fun. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs>